course. But now he was eager to rid himself of a responsibility he'd never wanted. Too often, in the years since he'd arrived in London, he'd seen the ruination of women, mistreated, and then discarded by the sorts of men who frequented establishments like the Golden Tie. His own mother had suffered a similar fate. Griffin's father had the bluest blood in the land, but to his mind, the man was less than a scraping of mud from a bootjack. Griffin? Is something wrong? The keen understanding in Madeline's eyes jogged him even more than her words. Waving a negligent hand, Griffin rose to his feet to signal an end to their interview. Not in the least, my dear. I'll have my solicitor look the papers over later today, but I'm sure everything is in order. We should be able to sign off in a few days. With a smile, he rounded the desk to offer Madeline his hand. I wish you the best of luck, Mad. I know you'll make a go of it. She rose with the sinuous grace that had entranced so many. Madeline was tall, enough so that she could almost look him straight in the eye. Would you, perhaps, like to celebrate the completion of our deal? She purred, her velvet-brown gaze glittering with satisfaction and invitation. Once more, for old time's sake. Her voice brushed along his nerves, pleasantly arousing. At one time, Griffin would have responded to that siren call with alacrity. But he'd left Madeline's bed months ago, as much from a growing ennui as a reluctance to mix business and pleasure. For a moment, he allowed himself to consider the invitation, knowing that Madeline would be more than willing to do all the work. But then that dark, dissatisfied part of him that had been pushing so hard of late, the part driving him to step far away from his current life, reasserted itself. He didn't have to say a word, either. Madeline, ever sensitive to his emotional nuance, saw the answer on his face. Ah, well, she said, not sounding all that disappointed. I thought not. Truly, Griffin, you're turning into a monk. We haven't seen you next door in three nights. I do hope you don't intend to take yourself off to some dreary mountaintop in Scotland, or hole up in a ridiculous hermitage on one of your uncle's estates. She let her gaze drift down over his body. That would be such a waste. He grinned at her. Now you're simply flattering me, and you know I'm immune to that sort of thing. She was about to retort when a quick knock on the door cut her off. Before Griffin could call out permission to enter, Tom Deacon opened the door and barreled into the room. Griffin raised his eyebrows in a pointed question. His business manager might be several inches taller and outweigh him by three stone, but Tom knew better than to charge into his office without permission. Combined with the scowl on the man's blunt features, it suggested that something had disturbed his normally unflappable right hand. Tom came to a halt in front of the desk, practically stepping on Griffin's toes. The space was small enough that Madeline had to sit down in order to avoid getting squashed between the two men. Griffin's office, once the room from which he'd managed the gaming hell that had graced this part of German Street, wasn't large. 
He'd closed the cormorant only a few months ago, converting the building back to its original use as a private dwelling. But he'd seen no point in moving his office to a more spacious room upstairs. From here, Griffin could still monitor the comings and goings in his household and the brothel next door, connected by a small, conveniently placed passageway right outside his office door. Tom's bulky form and his obvious agitation filled the room, making the walls seem to close in. Sighing, Griffin moved around to the other side of his desk and waited. Tom was a man of few words to begin with, and it rarely served to push him. But after several seconds of watching Tom's jaw tick under the impact of some obviously perturbing stimulus, Griffin finally lost his patience. Are we going to stand here like a pair of chaw bacons, or are you going to tell me why you're so disturbed?